Hey everybody, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as I talk to my guests about what it means to grow their career and how they define success. This is an experiment in helping us all to understand that while we may share things in common, we also have a lot of differences when it comes to both our careers and our definitions of success. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Today, my guest is Tom Rojas. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, John. This is uh, an exciting opportunity to be able to speak to my journey. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, For folks that don't know you, what company do you work for and what's your current role? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, am currently the IT director for Keeley Companies. I've been uh, here at Keeley for uh, going on 10 months, well, 11 months now at this point. So, yeah. IT director, what do you do over the uh, the course of a week, which I know may be hard to parse, or just uh, what is your role responsible for? Yeah, well, that changes every week, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. Uh, so I, uh, I manage uh, our UX department, um, our ops team, and our IT PMO teams. Um, a lot of talented individuals in each of those teams. Um, you know, it's it really comes down to just ensuring that we have uh, technology standards in place. That uh, you know, when you walk in, um, conference rooms are working. That your I four hundred four is operating, uh, you know, as it should. Um, constantly enhancing those uh, custom applications. Um, from a, a operation standpoint, ensuring that your internet's working daily. And so my team manages all of that. Um, but myself, um, really, it just comes down to ensuring that. Uh, they have all the tools they need, that I have an idea of where we're going in our future, um, and, uh, you know, maintaining uh, the, the Keeley culture within my, my own team. So, I love that. When you look at the, the breadth that the role covers, you're pretty much touching every part of the organization. Yes. When you think about the fact that you're in this role now, is this something that young Tom knew he wanted to do when he grew up, <laughs> or how did you come to be in this field? That's a, that's, a, that's a very good question. I've always said I, don't, I, I never dressed up as an IT director for Halloween. It wasn't, it wasn't something that uh, I ever thought I'd, I'd be when I was young, no. Um, in fact, uh, truth be told, I actually kind of wanted to be a stuntman when I was young. So uh, I actually went to, to California to, to pursue that at a very young age and uh, got distracted and that went nowhere, but it was still a great, it was still a lot of fun. But... Uh, no, I, I kind of fell into IT because um, I just always had an interest in technology. And, you know, at an early age, um, got into computers and just messing around with that stuff. And um, I had the opportunity to, to go to school early on, um, just nothing, nothing fancy, just a local community college and, and really enjoyed it. Uh, never really pursued it as a career uh, up until the age of... 27, so I started in IT actually formally late. I got a phone call out of nowhere from a, a, a individual that I had networked with, um, not even in, in IT, I would think it was through retail contacts and things, um, just, just kind of kids in similar social circles. Didn't know him very well. He calls me up and he says, Hey, Tom, I am uh, leaving this company called Savis here in St. Louis. Um, there's going to be a position open to, to get your foot in the door into uh, 
some networking. I know that you're interested in networking. I said, well, absolutely. So kind of, kind of just showed up at my door, went and applied, uh, got the position. And, uh, yeah, at 27 years old, I, I started my career answering phones for Savas, uh, which is a managed service provider at the time, uh, for retail and just kind of local businesses. Well, it was national, but, uh, just kind of what was called a ticket jockey. You open the, you you open a ticket and you send it off to somebody else who fixes it, right? And you're just there to listen to somebody yell at you and tell you <laughs> what their problems are, and then you try to as politely as possible, you know, tell them that we'll get a resolve for them. And uh, so I, I did that, and I spent 12 years with Savas, just growing my career. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for that one phone call, I don't know where I'd be right now. <laughs> so uh, kind of just continued to pursue Savas and all the opportunities that they provided me. They were purchased by CenturyLink. Um, throughout my career, I just continued to gain knowledge through uh, the work experience and then through schooling as well. Uh, primarily work experience though. Um, and when the opportunity came, I um, got into uh, financial market data and multicast um, data transfer for international stock exchanges with, with CenturyLink Savvis and it just blew my my knowledge up, it blew my, my opportunities up. Um, I was introduced to, you know, international business and, and uh, financial data and just all kinds of um, just amazing people, architects who have built just all kinds of phenomenal networking, uh, you know, um, infrastructure across the internet um, and I just absorbed everything I could and at the same time I was still very customer facing and so I was constantly inundated with all kinds of, of client issues and, and constantly having to make sure my clients were happy and my personality is really that's where my talents lie is, is, is doing that I've always said that I was a, a good network engineer and I was I was good at fixing problems but it was interfacing with clients is what really made me continue to move forward continue to be seen and so I moved into management uh, when the opportunity arose um, continued again for 12 years at, at CenturyLink um, after a certain point in management um, I was taking on roles just because no one else would um, I was working overnights, I was working weekends, um, I was doing anything I could to continue to push my career forward. And sometimes that meant taking um, or sacrificing, sacrificing my time with my family, sacrificing time um, just for myself, my health. I mean, when you're working overnights and you're, you're managing, um, you know, uh, Asia Pac stock exchanges, which are in some cases 24-7 and also uh, primarily running, um, you know, overnight U.S. hours. It took a toll on my body, so I unfortunately um, had to go look for something else and uh, was hired by one of those, uh, or one of our clients, um, who then became um, just unfortunately even more toxic. <laughs> so I, I left them after nine months and found myself at uh, a managed service provider, or a network managed service provider called Interface. Um, they're actually right here in Earth City. Um, for retail restaurant clients, and I was the IT director for their knock, managing roughly about 70-some-odd individuals uh, internationally for roughly 44,000 clients um, and about 15, 
or pardon me, 44,000 um, locations for about 15,000 clients. So very large operation, a lot of stress. Um, it's interesting, I went from financial market data and very professional clients to retail restaurant where if a Chick-fil-A went down for 10 minutes, you were the worst person on earth and you heard about it until that, uh, until that was resolved. So um, difficult, difficult situation to be in. I was there for three years, um, finally decided to walk away from it and found Keeley and it was probably the best uh, decision I've ever made. So, yeah. Love that. It's, uh, yeah, dude, you picked all the hard ones, like the financial markets, these yeah. networks, they're optimized to the nanosecond because every time that you don't get a trade in is dollars won and lost. So yeah, no pressure, right? It's oh, got to be the yeah. best, fastest equipment. Holy cow, dude, that's crazy. I'm glad I started my career there because I put it, it put me at a place where I had to be so detail-oriented, and you're absolutely right, milliseconds count between a, a, a successful trade or an unsuccessful trade. And you're doing this millions of times, you know, over the course of a minute, a second. And so any drop in that was, you know, a, a lost trade, it was money. And so, um, yeah, I, I definitely dove right into the deep end early on in my career, <laughs> which is why it makes everything now so much easier to deal with. You know, now it's like, well, now a Chick-fil-A's down. Ah, okay, it's, it is what it is. We'll get it back up. Perspective uh, is a powerful thing, and, and especially as you advance in your career. A couple things I wanted to dive deeper into. You had talked about the the, the stress, right? Managing the stress, and how at a certain point in time it gets past manageable. It has you know negative effects on you. Were there any things that you would recommend to people if they're in a stressful situation? Um, how do you handle the stress? Like, so are there any tips that you could recommend to us of, here's how I manage it when things get stressful for me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is something I, you know, should have probably done better is that you don't externalize it on those who did not create it. Uh, you know, there were points where maybe I was lacking sleep um, or I, you know, was, was dealing with something highly stressful and I took it home with me. And it creates conflicts. It creates conflicts that don't need to be there. Um, find a healthy way to um, get that out of you. Don't put it on other people. Also try your best to get as much sleep as possible because that was something that I was lacking as well, which also created more conflicts. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Anybody that really wants to go into a deep dive in sleep, there's a lot more data out there sure. these days. Uh, Huberman Lab podcast, I highly recommend. Uh, Andrew Huberman, Dr. Andrew Huberman, has a lot of data on sleep hygiene and how it is a superpower for uh, being able to be on top of your game. You know, failure, obviously lots of opportunity for failure um, in any industry. When you look back over your career, anything that people would have said from the outside, hey, that was a failure, but really set you, Tom, up to accelerate your career. So it actually became an opportunity as opposed to what people thought was a failure. Well, I mean, I, I worked in break fix operations for the majority of my career, so everything was a failure. That's a, you're, you're dealing with failure uh, multiple times a day from other people's perspective. Um, you know, but to turn it around and say, you know, like 
short-term failures lead to long-term successes, that type of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were. Uh, it was my decision to, to, to remove uh, one of our offshore teams and bring it onshore um, when working at CenturyLink, and it was probably one of the best decisions we made. Um, it cost us more money, but our, our customer successes were more often. They were happier. We were receiving better results, um, faster resolutions and things like that. Um, unfortunately, that always impacts people, um, and, and so there is a people uh, kind of you know, impact to, to, to that as well, not just financial, but um, I'd say that, that also, again, taking on positions that I knew were, I knew the second I was taking on a position that said I have to work overnights because it meant me getting myself into a management position to be able to show that I can move, you know, I can do those things. You sit down and you talk with your spouse about those things and you say, okay, this is better for us long term. But it can feel like a failure, you know, when you when you wake up at six o'clock in the evening and you have to say goodbye to your, your spouse, it feels like a failure. But it's short term. I remember always constantly telling my wife, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. And those only temporaries can last a month. They can last two years, but it's only temporary. And so, yeah, those were successes. I look back at them on all of that as successes, but oof, in the moments, they feel like failures. Yeah. So. Well, a great perspective on seasonality, right? It's They change, and as long as we're able to see that the change is coming, it helps to push through to the other side. So I appreciate you yeah. sharing that with everyone. As you made the transition from, you know, let's call it solo contributor, even though you weren't really solo contributing, but into management and then now leadership. So over the past five years, any uh, beliefs, behaviors, or habits that you've picked up that has helped to make you to make that transition into leadership? I never forget that I was the guy who answered the phones. Yeah, and I always try to put myself in the position of the people who's lives I impact. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, the I can't do my job without successful people, right? And my success is due to their success. And so I always keep that in mind. Can I always make a decision based solely on that? No, but it weighs on me when it, when it you know, impacts others in a negative fashion or, you know, something that I know is is going to create a, a different flow or plan for them. I have to really fully understand how that's going to work, and so I, I just always keep the people that I'm that I'm uh, managing in perspective, and I think that's why Keeley works so well for me, right? I mean, people is is everything that we know here, and um, again, right people in the right places, the right positions. Um, that's it's so important. But yeah, I'd say that, you know, I've just never tried to lose perspective. I think that's really the biggest thing. Love it. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, you mentioned coming somewhat later to the IT game. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at somebody who's getting ready to get into the field, and of course, again, under your scope, it's a very wide field. So anyway, that you choose to answer here. But 
somebody young who's getting ready to finish up their schooling, um, you know, whether it's a, a traditional program or a skills-based program in IT, or let's say it's somebody who's making that mid-career pivot. And they're saying, I, I'm done with what I'm doing and I really want to get into IT. What are some advice that you would give to those individuals on how to make a successful transition into the IT world? Well, don't quit right away. <laughs> don't go, I'm done with this, I'm gonna find something else. But uh, yeah, I, certifications are huge in our industry. Uh, not so much formal education, but certifications are huge. I know that when I, I you know, interview and I've hired and interviewed a lot of people in my, my career, uh, that's been a, a large focus. Find your niche, find what you're interested in. Um, it might take a while. There's a lot out there in IT, like you said. Um, but if you are analytical and you know you like numbers, there's places for you that in, in analytics and reporting you can focus on. There's, uh, you know, if you like to deal with your hands and work with things, you know, you can uh, you can become an administrator or a, a service desk. Um, the other thing that you have to keep in mind too is that if you don't have a lot of experience, it's going to take some time. And this is something that. Uh, you know, as I get older in this career, <laughs> I find that uh, a lot of people want to get to a certain place very quickly. And there's, uh, you just have to be realistic about it. Um, getting your foot in the door anywhere to build that opportunity and that experience is better than nowhere, right? And so if you have to start, typically in IT, you start on a help desk. If you, if you are younger, unless you did pursue something very specific. In development, you can obviously jump into a development type career, but um, if you're not sure where to go, jumping into a, a service desk role uh, and just getting your feet wet there and understanding the processes, understanding um, your customers and how it all works together, right? It, that's so important. And then just uh, one thing that I, I look for, and it's interesting, I having the personality to be able to work with other people well. Um, again, going back to just getting your foot in the door service desk, you have customers. Every single person in this building, every single person in, in every other office is my customer, and you have to remember that. So it's funny because I have a lot of people, when I, I interview, they don't have much experience, and then I start asking them about retail. And, because a lot of these younger generation, yeah. they have retail or they have restaurant experience. And you start to understand that these guys, these guys and girls are really talented and personable, and they they understand how to navigate challenges and, and and issues that people have. Well, that can all be translated into IT and how we navigate our customers who have their own problems. Um, so, uh, definitely certs. Don't think that you're going to get from zero to one hundred tomorrow. Um, there's a lot of opportunity out there, so so find your niche, and uh, you know it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a great career path. So. Good advice. Uh, I love the focus on the certs. That's that's so important, and especially the fact that you can get those either via traditional means or non-traditional. You can show up and and yeah. test for your cert. That's fine. You don't have to spend three years. At the end of the day, it's what can you do with it, and so that's I appreciate that advice. And also, one of the things Tom said, folks, I think this this is really important. 
Don't downplay the fact that you had a job that you considered to be entry level if it had you interface with other humans. That is leadership, your ability to negotiate conflicting demands or uh, customers who may not be treating you as well as you would like them to. That is leadership. So don't ever think that just because your resume doesn't have the high and mighty job, we are actually looking for can you relate with our customers. So I very much appreciate you bringing that to the forefront. You said it far better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last couple questions I have for you, uh, a little more uh, existential. When you look at success for Tom Rojas, how would you define that? You know, I, I was a guy who has very little education, who didn't exactly come from an easy background, and now I'm an IT director for a, a, a very successful construction company, and I've had a great career with other companies. I, I Yes, career-wise, I'm successful. Absolutely. I look at my career and I say I'm successful in life. I am successful. I go home to a, a wife who absolutely adores me. I'm not quite sure why, but um, you know we have a, a wonderful family. Um, I have two great kids. You know, I, I have enough free time in my life that I can step back and um, find constructive, positive ways to express myself and re- release stress and and not hurt and impact other people. Um, I could be in better shape, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I resemble that remark. Yeah. So, but I, uh, I define my success about what I receive from other people as well. So um, people around me are happy. I, I have great relationships, so I'm successful. I, I feel I'm putting out something that I believe is successful and I'm receiving it back. So, Great definition. Thank you. Uh, last question, uh, my, my God mode question, which you actually can make come to pass in many respects. If we were able to get you to be in charge of all the digital signage in our world, <laughs> yeah. which you actually are uh, here yeah. in the Keeley companies, uh, if you could put anything on all of the screens, whether they're as small as a watch, as large as a billboard, you're in control of everything digital across the world. Eight billion of us are going to see the message you put out there. What is it that you want to put out there. It could be a quote or an image. Or... Just be kind. Ooh, I like it. Just be kind. You don't have to make it difficult or complicated. Just be kind. I think that's simple as it can get. Simple and yet very, very important. So I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you for taking the time today. As you mentioned, you're in a uh, break-fix type of a world. I appreciate you taking the, the 30 minutes to discuss with everybody. My pleasure. It was it was a lot of fun. It was the best 20 minutes of my day. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Under Construction Podcast. I trust you had a lot of good notes that you've been able to take and maybe some actionable items that you're going to be able to put on your calendar so that you can internalize and then grow from some of the ideas that our guests are sharing. Hey, if you'd like to have somebody featured on the Under Construction Podcast, just reach out to me. I'm always happy to have conversations and share people's stories. You can reach me at jregan at keelycompanies.com. Thanks and have a great day.